on tan. Neck's on fire. That was Jerry McGrath. I'm going to burn him so many times with that neck burn. He's going to be black when he gets out of here. I don't like to see the stuff he's been getting involved with, with, with Barsha yeah. and those kind of things. I mean, we all know that you just don't need enemies on the track. And every time you come to a guy that might have a little questionable etiquette on the track, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And I'd like had Chase rushed a little bit more to the right, he would have chopped Cooper off. That What's up, guys? You know who it is. It's your boy, JS7. And you know where we at. We at the Rewind Show, baby. Round 8 from Arlington, Dallas. Jerry's World. But something's going to be a little bit different today. I got a special guest. A guy that... Shoot, I mean, all you... There's no introduction needed to be made. He's my hero. I mean, he's the reason why I wanted to be who I am. And so we're going to do this a little different today. And so on the Rewind Show, we got the king himself. Mr. Jerry McGrath. What's up, man? What's up? It's good to be here, man. Finally. Yeah. It's a little nervous people. Like this is like meeting Michael Jordan for half your guys. Like, you know, Tiger Woods. Like this was my guy. So not only we were going to do the Rewind Show, we have a podcast going on. So, but we here today. So, you know what we got to do. We're going to check this stuff out. So round eight from Jerry's World, Dallas, Texas, the Triple Crown, baby. Let's get into it. So usually when you get into Dallas, um, it's always been kind of known for like a hard pack, the dirt. Um, the last couple of years, I would say, Jeremy, like it's been, it seems a little bit more loose than it has in the past, like compared to when I raced it in the beginning and back when you raced it, Dallas was like this table. Like yeah, yeah. Like Dallas, Dallas is known to be very, very hard pack. And, yeah. you know, I think this weekend watching the track, watching the races, it was kind of sneaky, slippery, right? Yeah. I mean, it looked good. And you know those ones, they catch you off guard, right? Because you come out there, you're like, oh, I got good grip. Yeah. And then you're down. So, And we did see some of that this weekend, but Dallas is known for being pretty hard pack, yeah. Yeah, Dallas for sure. And to me, when I'm looking at it, it almost looks like a little bit based of Phoenix. You know how you have that. It's like, especially in practice, it's tracky, but it has that loose stuff on there. And it almost reminds me of my track here. Um, You never in here, but like when people come down, they're like, damn, like your track's actually really slippery. So... Uh, of course, this weekend with the triple crown format, like everybody really pushing it and not having a lot of time to like, you know, work on the track track kind of gets real slippery. It didn't break down too much except for the whoops. They had a pretty decent sized whoop section. But of course, I always get excited when it is triple crown. And I've always noticed that even the people like just, you know, I'm watching a race with like they like that format better, too. So uh, to me, that would have been my my uh that was like a heat race because you know i'm a heat race guy so it'd been good <laughs> but overall i i thought the the racing was good it's it's cool to watch when you see these guys with the triple crown like they have you can almost have consistency it's almost like you're doing the overall like two motos and outdoors like where consistency kind of wins like you got a guy that wins and then the guy gets fifth and then they they're tied up in a point so you get a guy that goes two two and then kind of what webbed it um this weekend so i thought he looked i talked to cooper a little bit before the um the race and his one of his favorite places is dallas so he was decided to get there but i feel like 
that really was going to come down to see what Eli was going to do. And then, and, and Chase, they, they've been the fastest. They've been the ones that have been kind of standing out and Cooper's been there. So the first moto when the triple crown, you know, you had Eli out there and then you had Ken and I've been talking about how Ken all year, his, his struggles kind of come later into the main event. You know, once you get after 10 minutes, you know, the, the track starts breaking down and then maybe he, the, the bike doesn't work as well. I don't really know if it's a fitness thing more than just kind of him struggling a little bit on the bike. So this first race, you saw him pretty close to Tomac the whole time, actually like Keith and Eli. And at first I'm like, all right, like uh, um, Tomac, he looked pretty aggressive, you know, looked pretty good. But then you uh, can kept just staying there, staying there. And then I started thinking about to what happened at Oakland with him being able to kind of stand off and win that heat race with Jason and thinking about this is basically a little bit longer of a heat race. So it wasn't surprising that he kind of stayed there, but I'd be curious to think what you, uh, you know, what you saw Jeremy with, you know, those two and with Eli almost for, to me, it was looking like Eli was keeping Ken close enough to where he can actually tote him like along with him. So maybe chase and those guys wouldn't catch him because it Roxon got really close to him and then it was like a lap or two Eli kind of picked it up and he pulled that gap but he kept Ken there along keep that rabbit so I mean is that kind of what you saw or was it something different or, or was Ken actually riding that good to where like he had a chance to win that race well I felt like for one like you said with a three moto format three short moto format you have like guys that find extra energy right and Ken would be one of those guys because we have noticed recently in his struggles with having the long main events. Right. So he falls off a little bit at the end, but the first moto, he got a really good start. He had second practice, like, and he was qualified second in practice time practice. Right. Yep. So he was looking good. Uh, obviously Eli has been nailing some starts. Ken had a perfect position right here to get towed along with Eli. So I thought he was doing a good job with that. Uh, it did look like, uh, they yo-yoed a bit yeah. and Ken was able to hang on a little bit, but, uh, to me, Eli looked pretty aggressive. So I, I think Ken was actually keeping up with him. I'm not sure that he was trying to let him get a toe, Yeah, but yeah. Ken was riding pretty well. Yeah, I can, I could see that too. And the one thing like with Ken, I said, dude, that guy could take a tricycle and, and ride like he's that talented. And with the track still being fresh and, and all that, like you can watch where Ken was riding, like he was. He was actually pretty good in the whoops, like, um, you know, surprising better than he has been the last few weekends. So we kind of knew at some point one or two things was going to happen. Either he was going to throw in a towel like they can't figure this thing out or they're going to steadily increase the bike. So I would say his bike looked the best as um, this weekend as it has all year. Um, I would also say like that track didn't break down and it was it was kind of probably pretty good for that and especially with the Zuki kind of being known as it works well on hard slippery slippery yeah. uh tracks so i thought the german chocolate was doing his thing and yeah i could see that like maybe he was actually doing better to the point to where he was actually keeping eli closer because when we watch eli and it was i got some I got some things to say about him. And this <laughs> the, this weekend was the first weekend I saw Eli having some moments that would kind of concern me. And it's kind of what we talked about, Cole, and, and previous on these shows. It's like when the track gets slippery, kind of how Tampa was, he seems to be a little cautious. And this weekend, how he fell after that tunnel jump and then like watching him ride – 
I, I think that the one weakness of the Yamaha is is a feeling thing. And when the track gets slippery, I noticed him shut it down at Tampa. I noticed he did the same thing during these races. He won't push past that point. So if I'm these guys and I'm Chase, you know, I keep falling all day long. I'm watching <laughs> Cooper, you know, find this speed and just find confidence to where he's going to become a problem. But Eli, I think, has an issue with traction and a feeling with that motorcycle because the first race, it was the best he rode. And even how spunky he was in that second one, he looked timid. And then when he fell, there was it almost looked like he went back to the old Tomac, kind of the way he wrote um, at Tampa, just kind of like, look, it is what it is. I'm here. And to me, that's kind of concerning on well, there. And that's one thing that we really haven't seen out of Eli on a Yamaha, right? Because he's been pretty fired up since he got on that bike. And you don't see those some of those moments that where you see the lackadaisical kind of attitude where he gets up really slow. He's like, yep. it is what it is. This yep. is I just don't have any more for this moto, whatever. We don't see that a lot of him, or we haven't seen a lot of that from him on a Yamaha. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. He's... We, I think we were all worried about it after last week's race. This week he came out firing the second moto. He kind of, it was like, where did he go? And yep. then third moto was kind of another one. Like he fell down. And so he had some struggles in that. But, um, you know, I, I, again, he, he is by far the best when the track gets broken down into like Correct. really bad conditions. He kills these guys. Yep. Um, yep. But you're right. I think, I, I think I would see some of that timidness. I mean, you see him the slippery, fall he wasn't ready for that i mean a little bit like what chase is going through you know chase these falls seem to be catching him off guard yeah yeah and they're definitely not prepared for it now whether it's a problem with the bike or they're just losing concentration and not in, they're thinking too far ahead and not kind of close enough to in front of them like oh shoot the edge got me or whatever um that's the beauty of these three races you know the the triple crown format is so fun because you know Technically, we saw three different Eli's, right? It was, yeah, that was that yeah. was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Daddy was dominant. Daddy was there, and Daddy was like, "Man, Johnny needs me." So <laughs> it, it was a little bit of everything. But yeah, that particular what? Yeah, it it is catching Eli off guard, and I feel like I mean it's catching Chase off guard, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I think his crashes are a little bit different than Eli's. Um, you know, Eli seems to be when he kind of goes in that ET mode where he just kind of goes away. Um, it seems like he's trying to avoid that fall, like where it's he doesn't have a feeling because that was a strange fall for um, Eli. Like he gets in there, the front end pushes, rear pushes, and just thinking, listening to him at Tampa and then listening, watching his body language, you notice that he started being straight up and down in the corners. Like he, he almost lost his lean angle, like in, in most of these corners and especially around the flat stuff. And then so all year when you really start breaking it down, like it's, it's almost been a trend that I think these last, you know, out of last two out of three races, like it's really been noticeable with Eli and having the slippery tracks and they're just watching his body language. And this weekend, the reason I said I was a little concerned was because of his body language and what he did afterwards. Like there really was no fight. And I don't know if that's because he was like, there was something else like oh, I'm kind of over it or was he like look I got lucky just to fall like that I'm very uncomfortable with this thing so look I'll just ride it out and most likely maybe ch hopefully chase a fall or whatever but 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens these next few weeks. Luckily for him, he goes to a race that he's won a thousand times here at <laughs> yeah. Daytona. Yeah. So I think that's going to help. But um, overall, I thought, you know, Jason Anderson, I thought he looked good. Um, yeah, I, was, I agree. I kind of surprised at what's going on with him, like as far as being so good. The Kawasaki looks great to me, um, and especially when these tracks get slippery, I would say it's one of the better-looking bikes. I thought he looked the best at Tampa and even this weekend, but then he has these moments where it's like he's riding like how he did when he was on the, the Rockstar, like he's super fast, and then he just just kind of disappears, and I, I don't know what's going on there. <clears throat> well, to be fair, in Moto1, he hit Roxon's wheel, I think, on the start, yep. and then fell off the bike. Yep. And so he was playing catch up. Now the the thing that we didn't see on camera was that Chase had a problem also, and he got up ahead of Jason, right? So and he was coming through the pack from like twelfth or whatever, and then Anderson was behind him. So they both marched through the pack really well. I agree, Jason looks great out there. I don't like to see the stuff he's been getting involved with 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 Barsha yeah. and those kind of things. I mean, we all know that you just don't need enemies on the track, and every time you come to a guy that might have a little questionable etiquette on the track. You're going to get yourself in trouble and yep. you're, you're, it's going to cost you points, which it has. Uh, so yeah, I, I believe Anderson rode really well this weekend. It was exciting to watch that second moto. He, he crushed it. Uh, and I think he's, you know, I think he's as fast as those guys yep. at times. Yep. He's just not there all the time yet. Uh, yeah. Where we saw last year, he was, he was there more times at this point in the season. He was there more times than not. Yeah. And speaking of Anderson and that second moto, the way he's riding is like if he eliminated Barsha, the Barsha thing. And I don't know if you had that person like coming in. Like I, Josh Grant was that guy to me. Yeah, like Emig I was, Emig was the guy to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, at least you guys were battling up front. Like, yeah. you know, all that. But when well, I got, it didn't around, matter where we were. It just was the <laughs> battle. Yeah. Yeah. Where when I got around Josh Grant, like if he was in front of me, it almost had changed my whole race. You yeah, know, you like have to, you, and, have to, you have to have a strategy for the one guy yeah, for the one guy yeah. and wherever that's at. So I feel like Jason is as much as Barsh is trying to change. I mean, I think he has changed. I think Jason <laughs> well, has something that's going on with, with Barsha. So when he gets around that and Justin's actually riding really well this year, um, I thought he wrote well that, that first moto, I, I believe it was like, he was pretty solid first, the second moto. Um, but going back to Jason, I just feel like the way he's riding that second moto wasn't shocking to me. That's no. how, like, that's how good he looks. So I said a couple weeks on the show, it's like, he almost has to f remember that he's a title contender instead of like just a guy that could possibly win races. Right. And it's like, you saw like, I guess three different versions of that. Like he really just waxed those dudes yeah. on that second moto. And, um, you know, out of all three races, I think he had the best performance as far as being that separation speed wise compared to everybody else. Um, he really did that. And then you get in the third race. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day for him, it's just, he keeps putting himself in bad spots and then things happening. But yeah, I, I honestly think the same. I think Jason's riding really well. His bike looks great out there. He turns, I mean, the guy turns on flat corners. Yes. Like so incredible, like yep. stuff I've never seen before. It's incredible. Um, but he does have to come up with a little bit of little bit better race strategy when he comes around certain guys. You know, it seems like he gets involved and like you said, kind of changes, it changes his pace or it changes the way he's riding at that moment, like it did with you and Gran or yeah. me and Jeff or whatever. Um, you know, you have to have a certain 
plan when you get to those guys. And I think that he could just have a little bit better plan and he'd be, you know, as far as speed goes and riding ability, he's, he's, he's one of the top guys out there. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, from last year to this year, I actually think Jason's better. Like I really do think he's riding better. Um, and I really think at the end of the year, El Hombre, he's probably gonna be a little bit more disappointed at what's going on this year compared to last. Cause it, last year was a new year on the bike. He was trying to figure out a team this year. I think he really came in like thinking things would be better and things are better. The bike is better. You're right. He turns on flat stuff. Like when it's slippery, like at Tampa, dude, he just continues like he's yeah. rolling. And, um, but then it's, it, I feel like he's going to be disappointed if he don't lease to start, you know, clicking off some of these wins and, and, um, almost feeling like he really kind of let one go this year, even more so than last year. So, you know, with him, it's, it's, we'll see what we're not even halfway yet. So there's a lot of racing left, but the next guy I like to get into is Chase Sexton. Yep. Now, incredible, in, incredible, incredible. Yeah. But I would say this weekend was the most, um, timid, I've seen him look all year as far as the he didn't look like the 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 speed the I guess the speed has been there all year long. The dude's faster right, than right. anybody else and he was fast this weekend, but he looked off. He looked timid. And I really think these last few races have probably gotten to him in the head. I mean, mind control, as you know, is powerful. It's <laughs> yeah. powerful. Yeah. What others think, but what you think, and I'm watching a, a kid that's really just like almost losing you can see him losing confidence and it's starting to affect his speed wise because now he's trying to stay up and he's still falling and then now he when you're trying to stay up then you, you're not you're not you're pushing slower forward. Yeah, yeah you're on slower and he's still falling and so i think this weekend was a a big weekend for him and and i thought his bike actually looked a little better than it did in previous um weeks in the whoops but yeah, dude, he keeps hitting the ground. I, I think, you know, look, we we all are huge fans of Sexton, right? He's He's got the killer riding style. He goes so fast. He's got a great, you know, personality, super fun kid. Uh, and we all want that breakout. Like, okay, when is he going to just stop with these little mistakes, you know? Um, I worry a little bit because he seems like, like you said, I think he's Cooper Webb is the guy that's kind of getting to him a little bit. Yeah. Eli, when he's behind him, he's getting to him a little bit. And I think that, uh, you know, he's been in a lot of circumstances to try to rid himself of this little, the little mistakes and just seem like they haven't went away yet. Yep. Uh, so I don't know if he's got a, I don't know if he gets caught thinking behind him. You know, we all talk about as racers, you cannot, Think you cannot look in the mirrors. Right? Yeah, you cannot ride in the mirrors. Yep. And it, it's a it's a good thing for any amateurs out there listening. Is like, look, you cannot ride a race behind you. You have to look at in front of you. And you know, Cooper Webb is the master of putting pressure on someone and getting you to crack. Yeah, because he can hang right there. So you know, it's interesting. I, I'd love to. I know you talked to him, but I'd love to chat with him one time just to see what he's thinking. Because is he thinking about chasing the rabbit? Is he chasing the rabbit all the way to the finish line? And that, and I call chasing the rabbit because, you know, think of the dog track. Those dogs run. They think about the rabbit. They think about everything in front of them. And and I had those problems when I was young. Like, I didn't race until the checkered flag. Yeah. And it changes your pace, changes yep. the way you're thinking. You you slip up with your, your thought process. Your strategies kind of go out the window. So just, just be curious to see some of that 
see what he's thinking, you know, because I mean, it's proof he's faster than these guys. Yep. He can do it. You just yep. got to go out there and do it. Yeah, I, I personally just think Chase is, he's done fell so many different ways and it's like a hundred different ways to Sunday, whatever you want to <laughs> say. I think he's fell so many different ways that he doesn't know where it's coming from. And, you know, as a racer, like whether it's with a bike or like, you know, for, for me, my biggest, I struggle with the Yamaha and the crashing's one thing and, you know, struggling with a bike, but not knowing where that's going to happen, it, it really got to me. And it actually got to me, it took me a while, even once I got on the Suzuki, to kind of mind can, mindset to kind of get over that. And so when I watched Chase, I, I started to see that on there. And I think that's where he, now he's falling in. He's not getting folded up on laundromat. Like he's falling, going in the corners now, and like just washing out. And those things to me that he's too good of a rider to start doing that. And I just saw a lot of different mistakes along with his rotting that was just off this weekend. And I thought this would be a perfect weekend to bounce back, you know, like, hey, it's a shorter race. We don't have to necessarily worry about, you know, last five minutes. Like maybe I struggle a little bit on the fitness. Who knows? And um, but I, I didn't I didn't see that. And I saw a person that could seize control. But then also saw when he got around Cooper, he the momentum stopped. And I think Cooper's senses that like i right. believe, i believe cooper is the one guy that actually can stop eli like i really do like maybe not necessarily on speed wise but i don't think i don't think cooper by like keeping he, him honest yeah he can yeah. get to eli as well on right. there and he can obviously get to chase so i don't know if those two guys can actually get to cooper um he's just lacking speed but i don't believe they can get to him so it was nice to watch the one thing that I say with Cooper would struggle is most it would be these fast, faster racing. Um, but you kind of saw the Cooper Webb in a hole, uh, maybe not so quick in the beginning as the race went on. That second one, he got better. He changed his lines up. Those insides started working. And then the third one, dude, I mean, he was there. Eli fell. But, I mean, pretty much he came up and right. owned that race. So, yeah, it was good to see. Um, you don't see a lot of, like, rocket fast laps out of Cooper Webb in the beginning of each moto. He starts to come on strong and then he's really strong at the end. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're chase, you know, Eli kind of has, he's proven he has a whole package. He can come from behind. He can start out front. He can do any of that stuff. He can run the pace. Cooper Webb, you see his strategies of getting faster along the way, as you talked about. And you see Sexton as being really good out right out of the gate, being super fast can pull a lead, but he sort of mellows out towards the end of the race. That's where these guys can come in. So yeah, they all have to have kind of a different strategy. You know, if, if Sexton's out front, those guys just have to think, all right, I'm going to plug away and see if I can chip away at this thing. And then my last five minutes is going to be the strong point. So yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. He's strong at the end part of the race. And I think those guys know that as well. But that second race, if you notice, like he was, he fired out the gate. Like, I mean, his first yeah. lap times were just on par with, um, you know, Eli and, and um, you know, Chase as far as speed-wise. He was in the 47. So, again, I think what just comes down to him is that I, I say if Cooper at all these races, if he can be within five seconds after 10 minutes, he's probably going to win the race, like, on there. Like, no matter who's in front of him, I think he will end up winning the race. I and, think the only one that could keep him from winning the race would be Eli. 
yeah. in, in that situation. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. This weekend's going to be a big weekend at Daytona. I'm excited. I'll be there calling it. Your boy will be there, yeah. so we'll be able to call it. But overall, big picture, who do you think has the momentum right now? Well, I think it, it you know, Eli, of course, I think has the momentum. And, and one of the things I think, you know, he just looks confident out there. I think that definitely the, the slip after the bridge caught him off guard this weekend. But I think that's a rare occurrence for him. So Eli's got to have the confidence. Uh, Chase has got to have a good race. He's got to bounce back. He's got to be able to. I think Chase needs one of those races where he leads the race, gets the gap, keeps the gap, dominates the race, wins the race. That'll kind of help him bounce back. So we need to see that from him shortly. Uh, Anderson's, he seemed to be gaining some momentum. Yep. Pretty good. Cooper Webb's definitely on fire. Uh, I think it's just safe to say that for us as fans, the Supercross is in a really good state of racing Absolutely. right now. I mean, it's fun to watch. Absolutely. And as great as Eli has been, as fast as Chase has been, and as good as Cooper, no one separated himself. And they all feel like they have a chance to actually like compete as the season goes on. So it is nice to – because I, I would say as good as these guys are riding – um, and maybe not necessarily like with Cooper as far as speed. It's good as these guys are riding. If Chase clicks, like he could run away with it. He and could. And the same thing with Eli. Like he, if he clicks, he can run away with it. The fact that they have their own little demons inside and they haven't done that and they keep battling each other only makes it good for us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, like moving forward. And I think RJ is riding next weekend or at Daytona. And then, um, yeah, so uh, you know Daytona is just a whole different animal, right? Yeah, it's, on its own. Yeah. So, yeah, I was excited to see it going on, and um, I'd say Eli has the confidence going into this weekend's race in Daytona. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, let's play a little future. What happens if Eli gets beat by Cooper this weekend? Like they just battle and he gets beat. That's going to knock the confidence for yeah. sure. Yeah, but well, I think look. A lot of times in the season at this point, we see who's going to win. We see who's going to get second. Yep. We see who's going to get third. In this case right now, Chase can win. Cooper can win. Eli can win. And Anderson can win. Yep. I yeah. mean, it's kind of a roll of the dice. Yeah. Like, whoever gets a good start, whoever gets a bad start. Obviously, this weekend's race at Daytona is going to be hard to bet against Eli and and Webb, for that matter, because their fitness yep. levels are so strong. Yep. Uh, if I'm Chase, I'm trying to get the whole shot. I'm trying to pull a 10-second lead as fast as I can. And, and I'm going to try to keep those guys there. And what I'm going to call chase the rabbit, because if he lets those guys creep up on him, that's where they can come up to him. But he is fast enough to pull away from him. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. And I feel like, um, when we go back to last weekend at Oakland, I mean, you know how it is. Like when I was saying that I feel like he actually broke Eli you know, I think there was one point in that race towards the end where Eli was like, all right, dude, like, <laughs> look, yeah, like, here it is. You can have it. And, you know, Jeremy, like, you know, for those who haven't raced Supercross, like, they always think, like, you go 20 minutes or they think, ah, Chase is just running as fast as he can um, or whoever. And then if they have an issue at the end, it's just because they're going too fast. But you know how these things are, like. You, you never really you, you don't race for 20 minutes like it or 20 laps back in our day like there's there's moments of these races where you, you kind of have an up and down like you you have good lap times and then you'll try to break a guy or you'll put on his feet and i feel like chase last weekend that getting away pulling away keeping that lead and finishing that thing off like let's just 
devil's like devil's advocate let's just say what happens if you would have won that and he would have done what you said yeah how i think he would have came here and won this race too you know i feel like he's that close to possibly finishing that thing off that it could change the whole landscape but the fact is like he hasn't done that and then he's having these crashes that i really don't think he knows where they're coming from it it like, I, I don't know if he can as far as even if he went out and won like a race like Oakland coming up with that solidify. Look, I figured it out. I'm done. I think he can run away, have a race like Oakland, but uh, or finish Oakland off. But then I also can see him having, you know, a crash like in Tampa and, and in all these because I think there's a bigger issue than going than just almost winning a race. So, well, listen, we all know that. One race, two race, three race wins in a row starts to give you that thing where you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can crush it every week. Yep. And I think he's going to – you're right. I think if he bounces back and wins a race, let's say he even wins Daytona this coming weekend, he's going to need two or three of those to get himself out of the yeah. funk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This, the funk is what I'm going to call some of the little mistakes of what we've seen from him. So – and we're all – I think it's doable. You know, he's fast enough. It's doable. But he's got to get on with it soon here yeah. for this season. Yeah, you know? I agree. Speaking of actually doable and actually trying to find confidence, like you're, you're with Kawasaki, so you have probably more insights with the team, and I'm, I'm kind of assuming. What's going on with AC? Like, actually, my, my from 30,000 feet, I actually believe he's actually riding. He's starting to ride better on there. He was starting to get there. And just like Jason, I said at Oakland, I actually thought, ac's bike looks well i still think he's obviously trying to avoid whatever happened with him this weekend trying to get hurt but is he is he racing or is he or is he riding to get laps to build the confidence to start racing like where's i think uh you know adam's had a lot of injuries over the last couple years we've seen that and i think he started this season with a little bit of a wrist problem yeah and I think honestly, he's been trying to ride laps just to get some seat time because he's missed a lot of races. And I think he was riding, just riding races to get laps to get to the point where he can really race, right? We've seen him get good starts. We've seen him lead laps. His bike looks good. And uh, it's just a bummer. So he, he is struggling with something with a wrist. He needs a week off to let it heal a little bit. He's not really in the championship point. So it's probably a safe bet to let him do that. But I think what he has been doing which we haven't seen out of him is riding, getting some laps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Try in order to be a racer, you have to finish all the laps. So he has to be on track. Yeah. Uh, that's of course helping his fitness and helping a lot of things. So, uh, anxious to see him back, but yeah, I think this year has kind of been, they all know it was going to be a building year. Yep. Um, I'm still at the, you know, 10,000 foot level. I'm not with those guys day in and day out, but I do ask a lot of questions. And, uh, from what I know, he's, just going to take a week off needs to heal the wrist a little bit but uh yeah I, I was kind of impressed to see him get out there and just race and not not you know be at home because of an injury he's got to get out there and just get seat time and i think that's been a great thing yeah yeah i'm gonna give my boy bam bam some shout out dude <laughs> was riding he was riding good like he actually thought he rode pretty really well and he actually has been riding well this this season. I say probably the best as far as speed wise. They look like they got the gas gas, you know, working pretty well for him. He has a little bit um, 
like kind of like Anderson, like he's like there, like how he wasn't at first race, and then he just kind of disappears. But I don't know if he was back there knocking somebody down. I don't know. He what fell he down, doing. I think, in one of the motos. Okay, I did see. Okay, yeah, he had a little fall. Yeah, but he he does. You know, the first moto, he was right up front, riding well. Look at that, right behind Eli and and Ken. Yeah, he was there. Like he yeah. actually rode well, just like Plessinger. Like I think Aaron's riding really well too. Right. Um, they're just a step or two off from being like up there. Like he's. It's like certain people you watch and you wouldn't expect him to be able to like just come out and flat win a race. But like I look at Justin and I look at Aaron and they haven't done it. It's probably why they haven't done it. Like just mentally wise, they haven't like got that belief that, you know what, like I'm actually riding pretty good where I could go do this thing because they're, they're riding well enough and their bike looks well enough to go do that. So, um, I gotta give a shout out to him and I was more confident in Justin the way he looked than even like Ken, um, in that first race, like, but obviously the German chocolate was, yeah, you know, Ken, Ken, we all know Ken's one of the best riders we've ever seen. Right. I mean, the guy's got talent like crazy. Uh, I'm not sure his bike's, quite there on setup it's good when the track's smooth it seems yeah and um barsha got a good start also i think uh barsha's situation is you know where he falters a little bit is when he's not up in the front and he's then starting to mess around and use the crazy (laughs) lines and then try to come you know really go inside and irritate other riders whatever he's doing but you know, he can't help himself. I know. Well, it's obvious. Just like yeah. you said earlier, you said earlier, he, he seemed to be getting better with that, but yeah. I'm not sure that's the case. So uh, just circumstance, you know, each circumstance difference, I guess. Different. So we've got two minutes left in the race. You, the It's coming down to the third race. And I'd say that the fitness from, I've, I've never raced triple crown, but uh, you know, talking to a few of the guys, they actually say it's almost harder than actual regular supercross. Like when it gets to the fitness pinned. one, yeah, you're pinning and you know how it is. Like you're doing intervals and, and yeah, kind of like hard. interval training. Um, and it's not much time between that, but they're still doing quite a bit of laps. And especially when you get a track that's, uh, you know, the, the, they're in the forties or, you know, fifties and stuff like it's, it's, it's a super sprint. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, you're doing 12 laps, uh, 12 minutes. It's, you know, still 16, how many, 16, 17 laps, yeah. you know, so it's almost like doing the main event. So it really starts wearing down. And last year doing the outdoors when, I mean, we know when Chase got around laughers, they were getting knocked down. Like they were getting knocked down. Supercross a little bit different, yeah. but yeah, I think he got caught in a position like where Chisholm went down. Um, and then the lapper was trying to get out of him, get out of his way. But I don't think he thought, um, like there, there was like a sense of urgency, but I almost feel like if Jeremy, like if you've been in those spots where you don't feel like the guy can get around you. So behind you, like he, I don't think he thought Cooper would actually get around him um, to the point to where it would make me be really um, aggressive coming out of that corner. Like maybe right. looking back and stuff. I think Cooper kind of caught him off guard and then chase tries to cut him off. But Cooper had to inside and move, but it was almost like a, when um, chase got to that point, I think he kind of relaxed a little bit, you know, like, yeah, Chisholm's down and he comes out, but I feel like he was almost taking a breath because he didn't think Cooper would actually be able to get, get him. And then of course he almost runs in the back and then then, damn. I I think, you know, in watching that, it looked like Chase. Yeah, I think you're right. He goes, I got a minute left. I can handle this gap. And I even think Cooper probably thought, well, shoot, I'm going to resign to the fact that I'm probably going to get second here. Then, 
when this spark of hope happened right here for for Cooper, Chiz goes down, Sexton goes inside, then Cooper's like, oh, okay, what's going on? And then right here where we watch Harlan get in the way of Sexton goes right into him, then that gave Cooper a whole new like, oh, I can pin it for another minute. You know what I mean? So it gave him new life. So like you said earlier, when, when you're talking strategy of a race right there, he was probably like, okay, maybe I'm going to get second. But then when he saw that just ray of light right through that little thing, he's like, all right, I'm going to push like crazy in it. And it really screwed Sexton right there. Yeah, no, I agree. And I actually, I actually believe to be honest with you, I actually think Cooper still was going to win that race. I actually do. And just knowing, knowing what he thinks uh, like of Jason, just knowing Cooper, um, Tim getting that it would have been the overall. It would have been a fun couple laps. Yeah, to it, it, it would have been a good race. But I guess like when I'm saying like with Chase, I, I guess he's aggressive. But I don't know if maybe just from the backside, maybe he's uh, that Harlan dude is actually moving way more farther over to the right than it looks. But like right here, it just doesn't seem like there's much of an urgency. To the point to where he's like, okay, as long as I don't run in the back of this, Cooper's not going to be able to get past me on here. So I guess if I'm Chase, if that guy's going to the right, and then you can kind of start seeing him going back, like, I'm just going to shoot to the right and just be on the inside. Like Had Chase rushed a little bit more to the right, he would have chopped Cooper off. Th- that's what I was meaning. Totally, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like It almost felt like he knew, he didn't think Cooper would actually get him on there. So there wasn't really no urgency of right. like, I'm going to close this off even yeah. more. Because even if Harlem would have went there, um, the best thing would have been, it would have been on the inside. Like, right, you totally. know, that wouldn't happen. So, um, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, that, that I would say that, that uh, allowed Cooper to get I, around I, I, Again, though, this comes back to race strategy, right? Sexton has to know that Cooper's going to go the extra mile every single time he can. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's what you're talking about. Maybe the urgency part of it. He has to know, like, look, Cooper will do whatever it takes. Yeah. Cause he, we've seen it week in, week out. He went wider, more to the inside where Sexton thought he would never go. Yeah. And made the pass. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I think you're right. I definitely think he the sense of urgency part might have cost him right there. Yeah, for sure. And I, I believe if Cooper was in that same situation, like Chase, he wouldn't have had that much room. Cooper Cooper would have closed it off because even when he passes him, there's still room right here. Like yeah. I'm I'm chopping Cooper off. Like if he's gonna pass me, he's gonna be up in that monster energy. <laughs> yeah, tough lock. Exactly. Like, right here. Like you he's can, gonna have to work. Yeah, like you sense that guy coming. Like I'm shoot, like what I tried right doing R C and he yeah. actually knocked my ass down that high point. Like I'm cutting you off, son. Yeah. On there, make Cooper make that decision. And this is where he's like, All right, well, it's happened. But I I, I think those are the little things that I said when I watched Chase Ride, like the a little un you know just un- unsure unsure exactly yeah. that's the best way to put and it, i think unsure. you know one of the things that we're taught as racers and i have to say that the lapper you know you hold your line you're not swerving around trying to avoid who's behind you you can't see him yeah he comes out of the corner swerves left swerves right oh shoot where's he at oh shit you know just come out and hold your line chase will do his thing cooper will do his thing right so he kind of didn't really go by the old adage of like, just hold your line. Yeah. He's looking back right there. We see him looking back. He swerves right. Then he goes, Oh, he's there. I've got to swerve left. And it just, it just, you're right. I think that definitely what we're saying about chase being a little more urgent would have been better. Yeah. But it was kind of a 
it was kind of jacked up by the lapper. The lapper just needs lappers just need to hold their line. Oh yeah, I mean for sure, I I hundred percent agree. The lapper yeah. costs and Definitely. made made that pass happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess like when you're in that moment, and it's always easy being Monday quarterback and sure. stuff. But I I believe I think I know what you would have done, and I know what Cooper and I know what I would have done on there. Like, they would have so, turned right. I would have turned right yeah. on there. It's an overall victory. It's it's here for the taking. And the last guy I want to keep getting beat by is this <laughs> this dude. On Plus, there. we know if yeah. someone's gonna pass, you got to make them go the long yeah, way, not like, the short way. Yeah, and and in Chase's defense, like if Cooper would have knocked him down, it would it'll look better for him. Like it would have been like, oh, he's dirty, and you know, he, <laughs> I, who knows? Like on yeah. there. So, but all I know is that. This dude has been getting stronger every weekend. Yeah. He was solid at the first two weekends. He got second. But this, to me, I'm, I'm watching these last two motos show me that what confidence He's does. ready for the long game. He's ready for the long game. And I don't even think he believes that, like, he's in his strongest part. He talked about Daytona and here on out. And then you're watching what E.T. is doing. And as good as those double Ds has been looking on this motorcycle, that his bite looks good. Mm-hmm. When he's on, he's on. You got Chase has 18 seconds faster than everybody else, and he still won one race, in, um, you know, this year. But then you got the web. And what Cooper's been doing, he, he doesn't look pretty. He looks short, almost looks like an orange version of Alex Martin on the bike. Looks like a little dude sitting on a big bike. But the dude just handles his business. Continues to get better. He does. Yeah. And I said a couple of weeks ago, I almost called him like, I think I almost called him a wrong name because we never really give it to him on this show. Like he's never had this. He's got the first one that he did at Tampa a couple of weeks ago. Now he did it in a format that we didn't think would probably be his strongest at the Triple Crown. And I know you knew here, Jeremy, but what we always got to do, we got to do something and it's special and it's for the Cooper. So hit it for him, Cole. Suntan, next on fire. Jeremy, <laughs> hit him with a neck burn. Neck burn. Suntan. Next on fire. Did you see that? I got the king to say neck burn. Come on, people. I just won. Give me a neck burn, Cole. Suntan. Next on fire. Next on fire. And ET, we'll see. You'll bounce back. Daddy was off this weekend. Track was slippery. You wasn't trusting it. I don't know. But you've been very honest with your 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 uh interviews and you gotta say. I just fell. I didn't have it. I got beat, whatever. And he probably did say that anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could have done anything different. Uh, it was just one of those things. Uh, tough break, but uh, thankful to still land on the podium. And, and Jay Sexton, you're going to say what he says. Like, you just can't keep making those mistakes. It's like auto-repeat. Um, it's on me, and I got to be better about that. So, overall, really happy with how I rode tonight. Keep making those mistakes, and all y'all doing is letting Cooper Webb does what Cooper Webb does. Right and under that, the radar. Right under the radar, and that's when. So that was from round eight, where we had, again, the Webb factory. And he's won two out of the last three races. So it's coming on. It's going into Daytona. So, of course, we gave Cooper a neck burn. And then uh, we had to give Nate Thrasher one. Actually, we'll go ahead and give him one. Hit it for it, Cole. Suntan, neck's on fire. Definitely got to give him a neck burn. And then, of course, the king, the legend. Like, I mean, we're going to... The podcast don't go no don't go nowhere. We got something else coming up here, but my hero Jeremy Graf, he's gonna get the ultimate neck burn today. So hit it for him, Cole. Suntan, next on fire. I know it's odd. I know it's odd, but we gotta give you. I one. like it. Uh, you're, I gonna, like you're gonna have enough of these things. You might be black by the end of the day. <laughs> so, all right, people, you know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time, Stew and Stew. We'll be right back.
What's up guys? It's your boy James Stewart. You see this shirt I got on? Now I know we all a family. We all be coming out here. Everyone wants to be a part of Bubba's world. I want to be a part of it. Well, if you want to, make sure you click on this link because you can get this shirt. At least you can get this far. We got a bunch of things coming in the future, some exciting things. And I know you send in your videos. Maybe you can end up on the show that way. But if not, always make sure you get this pretty shirt, black and white, and some more coming soon. Click this link right here. Go get yours. All right, people, you know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time. Hell, most of these guys are favorite time, especially on the first list. Stude and Stude. All right. As we always do, we get into it, the first one, and I say it's every weekend I say the same thing. It's like I'm all on auto-repeat, default stew, but I said last weekend there was no more default, so we're going to go with the first stew. And of course, if you win the race, even if you have like a, a fifth or whatever, he got the first moto, and then whatever he got the second moto, but he won the third moto, which is the one that got him an ultimate neck burn and ultimate he's on this list and why he's going to get a stew is mr cooper webb so of course big dog last weekend you were a stew because you came out hit some js7 first lap in the main event quad like not <laughs> even you like little man hitting that quad like that you got a stew for that one but this weekend you're going to get a real stew and it's because you won the race so cooper webb you a stew all right jerry who's your stew of the week my stew is going to be jason Anderson. He wins, he wins the second moto, but first moto had a great ride, crashed in the first corner, but it was cool. He got that momentum back, won that second moto. I like that. Jason Anderson, you had a lot of stews last weekend. I think this might be the first one uh, you get this the first stew of the year, I believe, from the king himself. So you should be ultimate proud. So you better step up this weekend and get the default stew, which is just go ahead and win in the race. So to be called out by the king, got your stew. El Hombre, there was no bullets, no no casualties this weekend. I didn't see you knock anybody down. I know you're on probation <laughs> on there. So I don't know if your PO was there this weekend, but ultimate, you got a stew and you got a stew from the king himself. So you a stew. All right. And then my next stew is Jeremy McGrath. Yeah. I got a stew? You're going to get a stew. You're going to get a stew. All right, man. Yeah, because why? Because you are Stu's hero. And I <laughs> know I, I keep saying that, like, um, but come on, people, like, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that in well, a minute. I appreciate it. No, no, I appreciate it. So, Jeremy McGrath, you are a stew in this house, but we know it's your house, the King's house. So, at the end of the day, so we got... Jason Anderson got the stew from the King, Cooper Webb, because you just, you just, damn it, you're just starting to do what you do best, and that's win. And I don't even know how you keep doing it, but you're doing it, and they're starting to see it as well. And we're about to go to Daytona, so maybe you'll get another one there. So Cooper Webb, of course, you are stew, and this dude right here, he is one as well. Jeremy Grab. Oh, look at that pretty picture. Mm, oh, look at that. that's-, that's probably at um, Orlando. Orlando, like, 96. Yeah, maybe. yeah, Orlando, 96. So Damn. Cool. Dang. Dude, you we were both pretty young back then. Yeah, <laughs> you should be looking forward to Orlando, Tampa, and Gatorback, dude. Yeah. Gatorback. So, whew. anyways, we'll keep that for the podcast. Yeah. And my next list, Stu. Nah, remix. I said it last weekend. Of course, if you don't win, maybe you're pissed off, and maybe you don't even care if you don't win. So maybe you're not stewed or whatnots. And I was stewed, honestly, because on Friday, I really almost got beat up by the minivan lady in the thing. <laughs> 
this lady devoted me in the parking lot. Dude, I was so pissed. I had my sign trying to pick up a kid up there. And then she going to come up there. And she hit the horn on me. And I was like, hey, you can take it. You can take it. I was like, Adam Cincerello. I was trying to get out of the way. And she still was coming up in there. And she had some sticker on there that said, mini band mom. Look, I was done with it. So that was on Friday. So I could have been on that list. But riders that are confused, that's where we're going this weekend. And then so we're going to make it three for three. Three for three. You know who I'm going, people. Chase Sexton. Look, I know you just had like a little tip over. And I know you, you were fast all day long. And it wasn't like the, you know, slide out. You didn't get folded up like laundromat. You didn't have real big crashes. You just had the one that I had at Atlanta. You know, you just go in there, you just turn, fall over. But then you're just like, look, I'm coming in. I think I got this race. There's only like one more lap left. And then old Chiz is going to do a flip in the whoops. And there's tough blocks flying everywhere. And so should I go inside? Should I go to outside? So I went like in, in the inside. Then this other dude on there, he's like, he don't know where he's going. So it made me be kind of confused. Like, should I go like straight or not? Like, I don't know. And so I'm confused. And next thing I know, I'm confused because I'm getting passed by Cooper Webb. I just held this dude off for the whole race so of course i'm like stewed but then i'm also confused because it's like another race that i let get away and then i keep getting on this list and i don't want to be on this list so chase sexton you're confused because you don't know go to right left down the middle and you still end up getting passed anyway and this stuff is starting to get confusing to me so chase sexton you confused and then next we're gonna go with the whole 250 class we got to go. All y'all confused. Why y'all confused is because like just when we thought we knew who was going to win the overall, you go flipping just because this one guy, he got cross jump and then he didn't get cross jump. So that was confusing. I didn't see him get cross jump the first time, but then like the way the guy sold it made me kind of confused. So I had to watch the replay like 10,000 times because I was like, damn, like he said it. So maybe I'm confused. And then he said he was sorry, but then he went on with something else, which the whole thing was confusing. It brought up a lot of confusing stuff. But with, with these, these guys we don't know them as much, and some don't have the right techniques to stay stay in their line. So that's what that's what happens. It was just a lot going on. Then Hunter was there, and then Hunter wasn't there. Then Hunter was nowhere in the overall. Then Hunter was close to getting the overall. And then you just had this little dude that I didn't even know was racing, but he was there. Jerry Martin won the race. So there was a lot of stuff that was going on. It was like blue, light blue, orange, red. There was just a lot of confusing stuff going on. So the whole 250 class, y'all was stupid because, damn, I could not figure out who was going to win and not win. But that's just the way it was. But Nate Thrashing ended up getting thrashed and then sent to Thrashing. So, Nate Thrash, you made me confused. And that is my phone. Now, the next rider on this list, he's breaking through. And it's the first time he's not going to make either list. He's not going to be a this week. And he's going to be on another list that I think he's definitely going to be confused on why he's on this list. And I'll explain why. Mr. Eli Tomac. Eli. It was confusing this weekend. Now, we had the one race at Tampa, and when everybody else was throwing the fire train and saying, oh, man, what's going on? He's he gone. Is he E.T. Bo? And I was like, nah, he'll be fine. Daddy was just off. He told you he was going to get smacked up. He said, hey, look, he's championship. He ain't worried about it. Yamaha, maybe he don't know what's going on. He's kind of confused on what this team was going to do, so he was chilling. Now, this weekend, I was confused because you had a little spunk in you. You come out, you dominate first moto, Hey, he won the first moto, right? 
Yeah. All right. That's right. See, I was getting a little confused because there was so much going on. I couldn't even figure it out. You come out, you dominate the first moto. Yeah, I know the German chocolate was right there, but you know, you had him handle. And then the second moto, you come out and then you, I don't even know what you did. You just was there. Then like, you, what happened to you? I don't even know. Wasn't good enough. What happened to him, Cole? He just got beat. Ended up fourth. Okay. Confusing. I don't even know what happened. Did you fall? Did you not fall? Or did you just straight up just get fourth place? And then the second and third race, you up there, you win in the race. And we know when Eli gets in there, he's going to go in beast mode on these cats, right? Nobody's got a chance. And then you jump that tunnel jump and then you front end starts watching and you fell. I know you didn't know what was happening because you were confused. You're like, damn, did I just fall? This is what I'm trying to avoid, right? So the track started getting slippery. You were just out there trying to do your thing, you know, dive. You're like, look, I'm going to go ahead and get past Ricky. I'm going to get 49. James ass is next. I know I ain't catching this other guy in the seat, so I know where I'm trying to get. I'm trying to be number two all the time on there, and then boom, you were on the ground. Not one wheel, two wheels. They were sliding all over the place, and then you got up, and you were confused, and then you get up, and you start riding again, and you're just like, hell with it. Like, whatever. I'm just here. Uh, look, Cooper, Chase, somebody's going to win, but it ain't going to be me. So I know at the end of the day, whether you were confused or they were confused, I was confused because you showed me a lot of different things. E.T., Fast, dominant, dominant. E.T. just got fourth place, like old school, like a few years ago, E.T. And then this other one that gets out front and falls. Confusing. So what the hell's going on? So next weekend, we are going to Daytona, so maybe you can fix all that. So E.T., you confused, or at least maybe you're not, you got me confused. And so Chase Sexton, three in a row, confused. The whole 250 class, confused. Everybody's flipping and not flipping. Then you had Jerry Martin win, and I think he was confused. He said he didn't know if he won. He was like, damn, I was so far back, and the next thing you know, they hit me with a neck burn. I didn't know what to do. So he was confused, and then E.T., you were as well. So, all right, people, that was it from round eight from Jerry's World, where we had, again, the web and then the thrashing going down and both those guys and then my special guests on the Rewind show. We should all be so happy to have them here. I know I am. Mr. Jeremy McGrath, which gets the ultimate neck burn. And Jason, you better show up. You got one. You got a stew from the king himself. So you better step up and get a real default stew and go out there and get it. So hit him for Cole one more time. Suntan. Neck's on fire. That was Jerry McGrath. I'm going to burn him so many times with that neck burn. He's going to be black when he gets out of here. So that was it. Round eight. We'll see you next week where we always do here on the Rewind Show at Daytona, round nine. And, of course, make sure you tune in because you'll hear this voice. Your boy will be at the race doing some boxing and something else. They got me doing so many different things. I don't even know, which I'm confused as well. So now, well, I'll see you next weekend. And... Yeah, I don't even know how to end that. It's kind of confusing, people. Bye. I can't go that way. Yeah, see? This is- <coughs>